0: welcome to rebel radio the place to be for healers coaches and change makers who are seeking answers hungry for impact and open to possibilities join us for casual and epic conversations for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of unity consciousness and quantum numerology the key to claiming your personal power activating your purpose and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited to dive into yet another epic rebel radio conversation. And I'm especially excited for this one today. I have someone who has been my mentor for five years, who has become one of my dearest friends and is now my business partner, Joy Kingsborough. Welcome to the show.
1: I'm so excited to be here. We're going to have so much fun reveling it up.
0: Always Great. do. This is your third time on the show. I'm so excited. So let's just dive right in. Tell me what your biggest takeaway
1: has been when it comes to numerology. Oh, wow. Okay. The <laughs> biggest you. one. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Let's just dive right in. The biggest takeaway for numerology, um, you know, when I think back to, you know, I've been playing with the numbers my whole life. Um, but I've been really channeling messages around numerology for the last 20 years. And during that time, I would say the takeaway has shifted a bit because it's gone from a personal takeaway in my own story to a much bigger takeaway. And that takeaway is numerology has the power to awaken anyone who's open and curious and listening to awaken them to themselves in a way that sparks self-love, success, expansion, wealth, well-being that it can be the catalyst for an extraordinary life. And it need not even be fully understood to be that kind of a catalyst. And so I think that my because of that, because of the power of that, um, my biggest takeaway is when we're when we're navigating with the numbers, when we are playing with numerology, we are playing with a conscious energy that we don't fully understand that loves us so much that I it's the greatest experience of gratitude I've ever felt to be loved by the universe, to be loved through the flow of this incredible, I mean, I want to call it a modality, but it's so much more to be loved through that. Uh, so much um, is is evidence to me we are not alone. That's my biggest takeaway. Well, that's not little, that's for sure. No. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I resonate with that so much because for me, numerology was the starting point for me and mm-hmm. the understanding of my own numbers and my own chart just opened me up to so much and yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's life-changing. So good. yeah. So you said a word in there that I'm not sure our entire audience might understand. You're a channel. Oh yeah. Can you explain what that is?
1: So, you know, it's really interesting because the brain has this ability to bring in information. So we know this, we know that it can store it. So most people would have a concept that we can store memory in the brain, Mm -hmm. but we also, Channel in and channeling by channeling, I mean we bring in information in a stream of awareness and awakeness to us, right? So we're we awaken into these bodies at birth and we awaken into these bodies every day when we wake up, right? So we wake up out of bed and we're awake, and there's this stream of thought that's moving through that's not our memory, it's something else, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a stream of thought that comes from our, a combination of our personality, from our ego, right? There's this stream of thought. So I think everybody can really relate to that, that you do have this stream that makes up the conversations and makes up the next steps and the tasks and the things and the to-dos and what you believe about yourself and what you want. All of that's flowing through. Well, the human brain has an ability to, to scale, to bring in more streams of thought. So not only your personality and ego, you can actually stream thought from different wave patterns, because that's all that thought is, is a wave pattern. Mm -hmm. So there are wave patterns that move much faster, right? Like they move at this really fast pace. And in that, it limits, yeah, limits is the right word. It limits the type of thinking that you have. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when you, and so you hear people a lot, I mean, this has been, you know, the last 10 years, this is not a new concept, raising your vibe. Yeah. Well, when you raise your vibe, that's literally brainwave frequency, heart frequency, body frequency, that's vibe. When you raise your vibe, your thinking changes and it allows channeled information to come through it a lot. It opens people up their intuition. Well, I've been doing this for a number of years and I've tapped into a speed of frequency that allows me to open up to a, what's called a creator consciousness. And I can bring in a stream of thought related to that consciousness that I call Jonah. So I've, I've personalized it over the years because that's what made me feel safe in the beginning before I understood the science behind it. Mm -hmm. And so I work with that energetic stream, um, in our business. I, I bring in, I I create programs and content and, um, you know, all kinds of things from that space. And I bring in wisdom and information to answer questions for people from that space. So yeah, does that?
0: Yeah. And it's so powerful. I know Jonah's our buddy around here. We yeah. love Jonah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just been such a profound experience, that information that comes through and it's I know I've been exposed to Jonah and asking questions and all of those pieces, and it's been a game changer for me. And I know for so many of our audience and our clients, it's just, it's so powerful. And I love, I think the biggest thing that I love about how you explain things is it's not this woo-woo magical thing. It is solid science and we can prove it with science. Yeah, that's a funny word, but. I just love the science behind it because that helps to really help land it into my intellectual brain and how that works. Yeah,
1: and, that. and it's and it's actually really simple. I think if we can simplify things, then people can be open to it and understand. Oh, that's probably possible. Yeah. Um, when we simplify it, we know that when we're in a good mood, we we think th- certain things. We know that we're in a bad mood. We think certain things and we feel like we're trapped by them. And in many ways we are. And so shifting our frequency is what allows us to do different things. And um, it's a superpower for all of us to tap into. And every human can do it. Every Every human. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So as a channel and knowing your numerology, Mm -hmm. who is Joy Kingsborough and who
1: are you Mm. motivated to serve? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, Joy Kingsborough is, um, it's funny. It's like, that's a personality. It's a, it's a pattern that I brought into this world. You start to read, it's hard to see it as like, you know, my identification with self has changed over the years Mm -hmm. and being me is the expression of whatever this stream of consciousness that I am, that you are right. We're all this stream of, we're all our own stream of consciousness as well. And so I am this person who, loves to expand and to grow. I'm a person who believes in idealism. You know, I believe that, I believe that there's a better version of our world constantly in the making, Mm -hmm. constantly. I think that is our role, right? So as our role, as, as humans, we have the ability to choose to make the world better or not. But we have that power. And I believe that we're one of the very few species that has that awareness. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I believe that I'm here to help point people to the simplicity of it, to make it not scary, to make it something that feels accessible so that we can release suffering and we can step into our our humanness. I used to say superhumanness, but it's not superhuman. It's just human. It's just human. It's just human. <laughs> and um, we have been suppressing our human capability for so long mm-hmm. that I feel really passionate about bringing that together. And doing that is unity. It's a thing we call unity consciousness, which is about tapping into that creator frequency yeah. where we're creating from the remembrance of universal law that we are one. Mm-hmm. A really simple.
0: It's so simple. I know yeah. we, we have a tendency to make it complicated, but my favorite phrase right now that came from Jonah is complication is not the way of the universe. No. And then that turned my phrase, there is no fucking mountain because every time I would feel like it was getting hard, the moment I just went, Oh, hold on and take a step right. back and remember it's supposed to be easy.
1: Yeah. To yeah, so find well, the possibility. Yeah, I love that because The complication really is how it's being undone. Yeah. The complication is the completion. Think about, uh, you know, what the one thing that's always stuck in my mind is in the beginning of channeling, Jonah shows me pictures a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'll be, I'll get strings of text, but always with pictures because you're interpreting, you're giving meaning, right? The only way we speak is by giving meaning to words and then we can string them together. But I would get these images and the image that I would be shown over and over again was a volcano. And it was the complexity of it that how it appeared complex, right? So, at the end of it, in the beginning, in the early stages, the stuff you didn't see very simple lava heating up, rising, increasing. The flow would increase, it would continue to move, continue to move until it filled the entire mountain. And then, when it was full, it would explode. Mm -hmm. Same simple lava, it's still just. It's just lava, but it reaches a point where it reaches a place where it can no longer be contained. That means it's done. It's complete. So it's now reached its next stage. And now that lava can be birthed and help build new land. It can do its next thing. So that complexity shows up. It looks like complexity. Still, just lava, just Just land. (laughs) Right? I love that so much. Yeah. So that was like, oh, just because it looks complex doesn't mean it is. Doesn't mean I need to react to it as if it is. Yeah. Just let it
0: blow up because there's no mountain.
1: Yeah. So if you step back from the world (laughs) events right now and you look at the explosions that are happening, literal and, and figurative, you can look at that and go, ah, I see. This is just all of these emotions that humans have tried to suppress for so long, their inability to understand their own emotional mastery, their inability to know that their emotions mean something that they can create. And as a result, they kept thinking they could keep it in. We'll just stuff that down. The fact that I don't feel like I belong, that I feel abandoned, that I feel neglected, that I feel betrayed. I'm just going to keep all that down until I can't stand it anymore. And then it blows up and then it looks complex, but it really is. a a world of humans it's not a whole world it's not the whole world it's just the world of humans has had enough yeah
0: well there you go folks 2020 and 2021 in a nutshell explained (laughs) i love that so much so So, what do we build sorry i'm just like
1: ah get so excited exactly
0: which leads me to my next question is what do you desire most in life oh
1: Oh. (laughs) so what do we build right? Well, the only way I can answer that is what do I want next? Right. And because there's always something for us to participate and build, but I want to build, I am building, we are building, right? We are building a space that is a community. It's, um, yeah, I feel like I can't quite find the right word for it. Mm. A pathway, a pathway to walk forward, to see that there is potential beyond that with this explosion of the world, the explosion doesn't need our attention, right? It needs space to to grow new land, to to become potential again, Mm -hmm. right? The lava needs to cool, right? So society needs to cool. And while it's cooling, I want to be over here building a place for, for people to be mm. so that we can say, ah, that's going to become more space for us to be unified, to be collaborative, cooperative, to be creative, to be expansive, to bring new ideas in. And in order for us to do this, we, we've got to let that world come undone. So, yeah. what, so what I really want to create is a safe place for people to explore what it would be like if they surrendered to their higher purpose, to their higher vision, to their belief and their connection, to their higher channel or information or wisdom or to explore being themselves without the fear that something's wrong with them. Ooh, Yeah, that's what I want. To explore it without being afraid that there's something wrong because there's nothing wrong. Right. And so if you're hearing something, if you're seeing images, like I remember when I was seeing images thinking, I don't know if other people see stuff like this. Right. <laughs> and then realizing, oh, other people see stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so speaking it for the first time feels really scary. But when you're in a community of others who are seeing it too, you start to go, you know, this, there's too many of us having a shared experience. Yeah. For this to not be something to pay attention to. Maybe I'm not so weird after all. Right. And it's making my life better, not worse. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you can look at that from all kinds of, you know, I always look at it from a clinical perspective of, you know, well, is that a mass psychosis? Well, I'm feeling better, I'm living better. Psychosis doesn't generally lift you up, it usually breaks you down. So, by that estimation, it might be a shared vision of something we can't explain yet, but I think that's all it is. We just can't explain it yet fully, although we can explain it far more than the mainstream is aware. Yeah, There's actually far more science than um, any media outlet or political leader wants to give any credence to or pay attention to or read or, I mean, it would completely shatter their game plan to, <laughs> to pay attention, <laughs> but the science is there. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah, that's what I love. That there's always the science there to give us give the brain something to hold on to in things that we don't understand. Yeah, which leads me into and we touched on this a little bit, but unity consciousness. Yeah, what is
1: that? It's well, I mean, let's just break the words apart to make it really simple for everyone. So Mm -hmm. unity is about being um, together. So that can. Excuse me. That can be uh, that can be interpreted a lot of different ways, right? We hear the word unity thrown around, and unity, generally in society's terms at this at this time in history, usually means when everybody believes my way, then we're in uh-huh. unity, right? Well, can you imagine, imagine you, if we
0: all believed the same thing? It would be really boring. Right.
1: <laughs> but they're like, well, you know, when you get it, when you get it right, then we'll be in unity, right? So. It's, that's not, that's not what unity means. Unity means we all belong. Yeah. So every idea, every thought, every feeling, every experience belongs. Yes. And it's coming to the conscious awareness of that. So unity consciousness is that this is true. If it weren't true, it wouldn't be happening. If it didn't belong, it wouldn't be here. Sorry guys. (laughs) If it didn't belong, it wouldn't be here. We're unconscious to that truth. Unity consciousness is about becoming conscious to that truth, which means you begin to decompartmentalize your thinking process. So that's the beginning of getting there is so you you get to the place of, oh, we are connected. Everything and everyone belongs. And I am consciously aware of that, which means I change the entire paradigm with which I live my life. Mm. It's
0: so powerful. And that was one of my biggest awarenesses because (laughs) anger has been my go-to emotion when I'm Mm. triggered or something happens in my life. I, unlike the volcano, I blow up. Mm -hmm. And I used to judge myself so much for that anger because in society we're taught to numb it, dumb it, drug it, Netflix it, feed Mm -hmm. it, whatever, because we're not supposed to, quote unquote, feel it. Right. And that was my biggest awareness of what if it was okay to just feel it? What if this right. anger also belonged? Right. And everything in my world changed when I let anger belong.
1: Yeah. And, and I'm so grateful for it because we're at a convergence here. We're, we're at a place where um, it's either a divergence or a convergence that's occurring. Mm-hmm. So there are people in the world that are waking up to it's really safe to have all of my emotions so when it's really safe to have all of my emotions, then I unite with myself. I converge with myself. I can actually come into peace and harmony in my body. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I can choose the flow of emotion, my thinking patterns, what I do, my behavior, all of those things become aligned, It becomes easy to move forward. But then there's a divergent pattern of it's not OK to feel your emotions and or it's not OK to feel those emotions. And as a result because we are unified and and there's still a denial of this but because we're unified if you shut one emotion down you shut them all down mm. so if you can't feel anger then you stop feeling joy you only feel artificial experiences of that you feel um euphoric bursts of drug induced expansion you feel um neurological bursts they're not emotional right right they're chemical and so, and, and I know that that's sort of semantics for for some because all of it can be broken down to chemical. But the the divergence here is if I can shut all that down, it's creating a pathway for people where they're becoming they're edging out all of their humanness. Mm-hmm. So what it is to be human is to be emotional and to direct those emotions to create to be conscious stewards of that unity. So instead, they shut down the system of unity awareness and they add more technology to it. And so we see that by the medications are becoming more technologically advanced. They're becoming more chips instead of uh, medicine. Right. It's becoming technological. So the more technological the body becomes, the more that code is overriding the human code. Mm. And so the code of our own emotions is being shut down, all of those things. So people are choosing either pathway right now. And um, And it doesn't need to be that way. One of those pathways is really expensive. One of those pathways is not scalable, right? Because you'll always be dependent on the technology. If you need technology, you'll always need it. So you'll need to be plugged into it all the time. But if you're plugged into you, right? If you are using your own emotional stream, if you're a conscious steward, if you're creating from within, you need nothing. Yeah you're not controlled, you're totally free, nothing owns you. The implications of this is huge.
0: It's massive power. Every time you and I have these conversations, I still, my mind just goes, whoa, even though I understand it, it's still just another (laughs) level of awareness. Thank you for sharing. It's so good. So with this concept of unity consciousness, how does this Meld into building a business as a healer, as a coach. How do we utilize this to build a new pathway when it comes to business?
1: Mm. It's actually so simple. <clears throat> oh my gosh! Of course it is. <laughs> oh, let me clear my throat. Here, okay, ready. <laughs> but if we think about how the the hard part isn't the business, yeah. the hard part is deciding that you're willing to go all in with you.
0: Isn't right? Truth?
1: <laughs> so I'm going to listen, you know, I'm going to, what, what does that sound? What is that in the back of my mind? That little voice that's like, Hey, I love you. We got this. And then we drown out being willing to listen to that and let it get louder and louder. That's the hardest part. Once you have that going into business is about listening, being willing to have the mind and the heart on the same team to learn yeah. how to bring them together so that you can come into alignment with that feeling. You have to learn what your feelings are and give them meaning, you know, give them meaning that, that is useful to you in creation so that you can feel that feeling. What does it feel like when I'm a success? What does it feel like when I'm creating things that are for me? The body will tell you when you're creating things that have, um, impact for you and for the world, you'll feel it. There is, there is a feeling in you that's like, oh, that's creating impact for me and for others. Yeah. I can feel the universe is supporting me. You can actually feel it. You can develop that. You know, and that's a big part of our work, right? Is it developing that feeling state so that you can not only hear it, but feel it. Mm-hmm. And then you can ask that part of you, what do we do next? What do we do next? And to be willing to ask that over and over, instead of asking how, which you're I mean if you're listening right now there's probably a million of you going how 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 How?" well imagine if it was what's next instead what if that was what was playing on repeat what's next what's next because that's what's playing on repeat for me and so in business when we apply that it's what's next do i have you know holding a big vision what's the vision of the business Mm -hmm. and is it something that i truly want what do i want and am i willing to trust the next steps for it? Or do I need the outside world to prove to me how it's going to be or that it's going to work out or anything? Do I, do I give my power away to others? So it's the same thing as having the power inside of you knowing where it is and knowing that you create and then being able to move that energy out into the world. I, I want to use the word channel it out because it's, that's the truth, right? You, you are a frequency of consciousness, and you can channel that out. So that becomes actions. Mm-hmm. You know, when I listen to that, I get a next step every single time. Every time, yes. Every time. And how has been the biggest challenge for
0: me. I started a business before I knew who I was and you mentored me through that whole process. But how was my biggest go-to? And it was the mountain that I had created. Mm-hmm. And because I always thought, well, if I just knew how, then I could figure this all out and and get what I want, except that how's the biggest dream killer. Right. And I remember you saying to me one time, if you knew how you'd already have what you want, right? It's not your job to know how.
1: Right. And (laughs) you would hate it. It'd be so boring. It'd be like, Oh, how? Oh, like this.
0: Right. Just repeat your past over and over and over again. right?
1: You know, it's yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's that part of it. And then the universe, we, the moment, you know, all the house, it also means you've already done it. So it's boring. Um, it also means that you're not including co-creation Yeah. because, you know, one of the things that I love, you know, as we partner in business is what I love is I don't know how you're going to do things. <laughs> I don't know what's going to come through you. Yeah. You don't know what's going to come through me. And how cool is that? That's what makes you know, people crave partnership. That's really at the core yeah. of it. Yeah. Is we all really need surprise and magic and play. And so we want the universe to be with us through others and through the experiences we have out in the world. We want the universe to show up. And so often when people need all the hows, they're uh, they're distancing themselves from universal support.
0: You can call that whatever
1: you want. Source energy, God, goddess doesn't, it doesn't matter. But when you behave as if you're alone, then you constantly create burden and hustle and burden are the response, which means you need a how, because you must create hustle and burden. Oh my gosh. I can so vouch for this. This is like, you're speaking my life
0: four years ago. (laughs) I love that so much. So when you're asking how you're actually shutting off magic. Totally hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. No more house. There's no fucking mountain. No more right? house.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go watch a, go watch a movie that has like fantasy or some sort of magical element to it and just watch what it is that makes that interesting yeah. is that you don't know, you know, you got sparkles in the sky and something happens. We're all craving some sort of magic.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Right? I love that so much. So yeah. good. And I mean, really, you, you want to bring it down to the basics, some of the six basic needs of humans. We need certainty right.
1: and uncertainty, right? We and can't be in, in constant certainty. It means we're being controlled. Yeah.
0: And boring is all get out, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: So what kind of rituals or habits
0: do you have in place for yourself when it comes to unity consciousness in your, in our
1: business and just in your life in general? So for me, ritual is something that, um, I love ritual and we, you know, teach quite a bit of this, the the importance of it. Ritual makes up about, I would say 10 to 20% of my life. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not a huge part of it. Um, the biggest part of it is always the listening to what's next and listening to whatever the intuitive nudge is. So number one, I'm always willing to pivot every single day, every single moment, including my ritual. Yeah. But but ritual is important. There are things that are um, that I'm constantly creating momentum with that I want my life to always include, which has to do with love and self care. So number one, my morning is really always mine, no matter what. So even in, you know this last week I was not well, lost my voice, and yet I still woke up and had space for me with the body, with the way that it was, that had nothing to do with, you know, trying to be okay and make it through. It was really about being with me. Yeah, That's a priority. I always, I, I wanna know that I love being with me. I wanna create that relationship with me. So that's a ritual that um, I will never stop yeah. with, right? Other rituals are things that, you know, thinking about what gives us vitality and strength. It's, it's based on my desires. There's always movement in my day of some kind. So that's a ritual. I want to move in some way, no matter what. Um, you know, even if the body isn't cooperating, I find there are things like there are ways that I can move. Mm-hmm. Right. The um other ritual for me is um the the ritual of having conversation with the divine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's an everyday for me. Um it's it's simple things yeah. that have actually become ritual for me um and i would say the biggest ritual of all because it happens all day long is uh well there's two the the biggest is the what's next which is always preceded by um not only having the conversation with the divine but filling my body with the divine mm, mm-hmm. i don't enter into a day alone oh that's so powerful yeah it and it literally on every level not just metaphor, but literally it's power. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So
0: as we've got a question from our audience is your business is for you and you share it with others. That's the question, which makes me kind of wonder, especially these coaches, healers, entrepreneurs, how do we let here's the how how do we let go of the patterns and invite in this
1: completely
0: new way of creating impact
1: oh my gosh but you know this is so this has been such a good year for this question Yeah, because (laughs) as you know you do it as you go as you discover a pattern so you set you always set an intention for yourself in business so we really do you know our our greatest intention for business is, um, I'm totally speaking for Cindy and I both at this moment, but our in, our intention for business is always to be of service, of service to ourselves and of service to others and of, of service to the mission or our connection to the divine. Like that's always a part of those, those three things are always connected. So we have a big vision that we're in alignment with. Yeah. And as we go, we stay connected to the big vision. We continue to check in. We tap back into it at least once a week, if not daily.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. So we do that in
1: our in our group meetings. We come back at what's our what are we here for? Yeah. Right. We're here to make an impact. We're here to to have to be the conduit for that impact. So we're aware of it. It's t- very top of mind for us. Yeah. And so as we're going, as we keep asking the what's next, then comes the revealing of patterns.
0: Mm-hmm. So a
1: pattern will rise up and we'll go, oh, I see you my in, my inclination is to do what I've always done, which is pattern. And so what would be different here? And so then just coming back and checking in a little bit deeper and we're always willing to disrupt the pattern, even if it means not getting what we think we're gonna get from that pattern. Yeah. Right? And I think that's something that I love, I really love about our partnership. And it's about what we bring to our partnership, each of us is because we're both willing to say, the greater vision matters more than the pattern we're attached to. Absolutely. Right. Or the outcome we're attached to. Like it's just not, the greater outcome is far more important than the immediate outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And one of the things that I love about what you just said is that we didn't have to go and clear all the patterns first in order to do it. We just, oh, there's one, right? Oh,
1: there's another one. You do it as you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I, I, this lesson really hit home for me when I was really starting to um, embrace the universal laws. And I was living, my mom has this cute little cottage down the street from where I live now. Cause I loved, I loved it so much that I bought a house nearby, but the, in this little cottage, there were weeds that were constantly growing. And so when I was living there, it was like every day you'd go out and you'd pull weeds. And I remember trying to get them all <laughs> right? I wouldn't be out there for like eight hours and I wanted to like get them all and they you never got them all. Right. Because the more I pulled, the more space I made. And if I couldn't create more grass to fill that space, the weeds would just come back. So I was clearing too quickly. So it needed to be different. Mm-hmm. That I really translated into my own life. You don't need to clear it all because all I'll do is fill it back up with the old patterns again. So clear as you go and fill it with new possibility. So there's no room for it to grow back. And then you'll be able to keep that pace. It's like you just pull a few weeds at a time. Oh, I got that one. And you know, you're, you're confident you can do it. It's no big deal. And you don't have to wait, Mm -hmm. which I think is one of the biggest mountains that entrepreneurs put in their way, especially entrepreneurs, but everybody, all humans. It's like, I got to wait until. Until my life is perfect here, then I can have that. And it's absolute BS. Right? You can have it right fucking now. Right? Fucking but you got to be willing to address the weeds as they rise. Yes. That's
0: it. So good. Which I love how you're like reading my mind because it leads <laughs> into my next question. <laughs> this is what I love about our partnership. <laughs> we read each other's minds all the time. So let's talk about money. Let's talk about wealth, because I feel like for entrepreneurs, healers, coaches, this is one of the biggest pitfalls. We want that immediate outcome of money, and yet it's not good enough, and so therefore I can't take action, and it's just this vicious cycle. Right. (laughs) What is wealth?
1: It's like, well, it's different for everybody, right? I mean, wealth means something different for everyone. Most of the time, you know, I think it might be helpful to address that what you just talked about isn't wealth. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a desire for money that's actually disguising fear. Yeah right? It's that fear. I'm not enough. It's the fear. I'll never belong. That I'll never be included. That I'll, that I'll always be abandoned that, you know, all of the, it's all the hiding of those core wounds. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to create more things to help hide your core wounds, you can keep going on that path, but that's all you're doing that. Right. (laughs) So you, I mean, everybody knows you get more money and then you just have more wounding. Right. And so then you're just it's like literally you're just using the money as a band aid, which means it's disposable, which yeah. means it goes away and then you have to get more. And so when you shift into what wealth is, you can feel it. Wealth is the flow of well-being,
0: <laughs>
1: not a wound.
0: Yeah. Right. So
1: this is I am well, I am whole. And it was, as a result of being whole, there's no reason that I would stop myself from experiencing financial wholeness, physical wholeness, right? Emotional, mental, friendship, relational. All. I wouldn't stop myself from experiencing wholeness, yeah. which is what wealth is. So it's a flow of that wholeness. Mm-hmm. And money just shows up to do that. Money just goes where the flow is. Money is, it is Uh, unfortunate for money, but fortunate for money, it, it relies on flow. Yeah. So even if it wants to be with you, even if you and money, even if you and the little dollars had just this massive love affair and it really loved being in your bank account or your little shoebox or wherever it is, even if it just loved it so much, it would not be able to fight the pull of flow.
0: Mm-hmm. And it would
1: find a way to be stolen from the shoe box or it would fight. There's, it, it can't fight the flow. What is that? Is that Justin Timberlake? You can't fight the feeling. You can't stop that. <laughs> it's like, you can't, you can't stop it. That's how money is. Money's like, I gotta go. Sorry. I really want to be here, but I gotta go. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's this flow of well-being. I love that so much. So good.
0: <clears throat> so, most of our audience is the healer the coach the change maker and we're in the midst of this volcano that's blowing up what is something that you would share with our audience to help us navigate what's happening in the world
1: hmm. so just like a volcano i wouldn't run into it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel Voice like it's
1: spice the simplest advice I can offer at this time. I mean, it's simple. It's simple, but very difficult. Like you can't turn away. If you've ever driven by an accident, you're like, what's <laughs> going on over go, there, there? Right? I gotta see. So unfortunately we live in a world where we're not all driving by it. Yeah. We don't have to, but we do because we turn on social media. We turn on YouTube. We turn on whatever it is—the newscast, wherever it is, we do. We think we're not getting the news, but we are. Yeah. And so we're all just staring at the crash scene, and we're not realizing we're not in the crash. Mm-hmm. We have an ability to drive, to pivot, to maneuver, and to be a part of what's next. Yeah. So don't don't run into it. Notice when you're doing that. Notice when you're running into the volcano and instead get some distance. Oh yeah. Make way for those things. Yeah. Simple. I love that advice.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Joy, I could talk to you all day and sometimes I do, (laughs) but I want to thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your wisdom. And I know Jonah has been here today too. And thank you to Jonah. But as always, we end the show with one last
1: question. Mm -hmm. What do you dream of for the world? Oh, what do I dream of for the world? A uh, (laughs) post-volcano, heaven on earth, I don't know. My idealistic comes out. Uh, No, What I really do dream of for the world is um, actually the awaking up to the possibility of it would be the fulfillment of a dream. If people were just to come into, maybe that is possible. Maybe I'd be willing to dream. That would be really cool yeah
0: yeah oh thank you so much for being on the
1: show today Mm -hmm. thank you thanks for having me
0: thank you for joining us for another epic episode of rebel radio if you feel so inspired and wish to expand the message of unity consciousness please share this episode leave a review and of course if you want to know how to leverage this information in your own life and business check out our website or contact us for more information It is time for us all to seize our personal power, come into unity, and create massive impact together. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.